Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michael Show in this hour. Thanks for tuning in. Um, in case you didn't hear, uh, and maybe you're just tuning in at this particular moment in time, uh, big step for Damar Hamlin. And uh, the doctors are giving a press briefing now. Uh, they say it's entirely too early to even talk about the possibility of return to football, uh, which was a question that was asked to him or asked of them, the doctors, Dr. Pritz and company. Uh, but they said that uh, their goal now is to get him breathing on his own and then to get him home, get him breathing on his own, get him up and get him home. Uh, they feel the power of him getting home will uh, accelerate his recovery. Um, the uh, the first question he asked them was, who won the game? And they say, you won. You won the game of life. Got his life back. They, they thanked the first responders um, who did such a magnificent job on the field, resuscitating him, bringing him back to life. Uh, and then obviously uh, the EMTs and the ambulance transporting him to UC Medical Center. Uh, he has, still has a breathing tube in. He's responding with head nods, writing notes. Um, he has movement in his feet and in his uh, and in his uh, hands. No paralysis, which is fantastic news because you always wonder about that for uh, how long a period of time you are down and not breathing and without oxygen to the brain. How much does that affect? Um they said that, again, his first question was who won, uh, but he has been talking with his family members via writing, uh, a, a writing tablet that he has. So um, just so many good things uh, coming out of this, so many positive things coming out of this uh, right now. Um, I think as far as, you know, there's some technical stuff, obviously, but they say, they hope in, in the very near future they can, like I said, get him up, get him moving around, and then uh, and then get him home. So, but the next goal for him is they don't say where his oxygen level is right now because I know it went from 100% oxygen down to 50% and 50% breathing on his own. Um, so I don't know where it's at. I didn't see that come across the press conference, but. Um, I, I yeah I just I don't see that. They say the injury uh these are injuries that happen in sports, but it's rare to have something this incredibly serious that quickly. They said. Um as far as this this con this compression to the chest. He said we not cannot credit the first responders, the team enough uh and also cannot credit uh the UC health physicians uh, Dr. Timothy Pitts and company enough. Uh, but they said that the, the first responders for the team, the trainers for the team, the doctors for the team, the first responders, and uh, those with uh, Cincinnati Bengals all did an, an incredible job in, in basically being there and not only resuscitating him, but the way it looks now is if he's just got to get his strength back and, and get breathing and up and moving again. But uh, they may, with their quick reaction, may have just given him his entire life back. And that's amazing. Man, oh, man, the power of prayer, right? That's amazing. So if anything else comes out of today's show, 
It really doesn't matter. That's just terrific news. And uh, that allows a lot of people, a lot of people to breathe just a, a sigh of relief. A sigh of relief. So great stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Meantime, the NFL is still trying to figure out uh, exactly how they're going to make all of this back up. We'll wait and see. Um, and then kind of go from there if indeed they do. There's different considerations that are on the table right now from pushing the the, the postseason back a week to you know adding another team to both conferences and nobody getting a bye to create a total level of fairness and so different things that could possibly happen. But um, the, the, the good news is that DeMar Hamlin has really, really, really turned a corner. Um, from the, the, the he's still in critical condition, by the way. Yes, uh, this is from CP who just uh, uh, sent me an email. He's still in critical condition, but that is because the ventilation tube is still in. He is not breathing on his own as of yet fully. Uh, but you would assume, and I am not a doctor, but you would assume that once he begins breathing on his own and all of his vital signs as they are now are stable, as they stated, uh, once that happens and he's breathing on his own, then I would assume he would come out of the ICU. Uh, as to when he should go home, I have no idea. No idea. They don't know. They just said he's still on the road to recovery, but that's the next goal. The next step is to get him breathing on his own. So, And he's an athlete. He's very fit, very physical, so hopefully that bodes well for him and his full recovery. So there you go. Good stuff. Um Jerry says, hey, Bill, thanks for making me laugh today. The Coach Campbell, Chris Farley stuff for bringing uh, tears to my eyes uh, in regards to the great uh, uplifting news in DeMar. I, it's, like I said, it's it's an emotional day. And, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to, in reading this news, now I, I wish we could hear it because uh, both doctors are, it's kind of a Zoom call. Both doctors are on Zoom camera, and everybody that's, you know, is around that has dialed into this asking questions. Um, but I, I, I don't know how else to deliver the news to you. Unfortunately, I wish I wish we could just play it. Um, but it's just a, you know, the the best, the best, the, the best quote of the day, okay, um, was Doctor Pritz who said he, after congratulating and, and giving a lot of credit to the first responders, uh, when DeMar uh, opened his eyes and began communicating with the, the, the whiteboard that is next to him, he's writing again because he's got a, a breathing tube in. So he's, he's still ventilated. Um, he said it, the, the good news is neurologically, in his neurological, uh, neurological recovery, quote, it's not just that the lights are on, but he's home. And he's firing on all cylinders. So that's that's the best quote. That's the best quote. Oh, maybe we can breathe a little bit today without this mass amount of ominous wonderment hanging over our head when it comes to when it comes to sports in the NFL. You know? 877 867 877-867-1670. Um Right? Uh, Eric says no. The best quote was when he said, did we win? And they said no. 
uh, or yes, Damar, you won. You won the game of life. That's the actual quote is what Dr. Pritz told Damar, Damar Hamlin. Did we win? Yes, Damar, you won. You won the game of life. So you're right. That's you're right. That's that's a hell of a quote. Good stuff. Uh, H. Badger said, sitting in my car listening to this, pulled off to the side of the road crying. I just wanted to let you know, great job. Thanks. Thanks so much. Peter says, it really does put things in perspective. We're talking about a game. We're talking about rescheduling. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Will he or will he not? But a young man just woke up from a death experience to live his life again. That's the best news of the day. That. That's how do you how do you go on from that? You're right. You know how do you, how do you go on from that? Um, Denny Kellington, uh, Denny Kellington, uh, the left tackle for the uh, the Buffalo Bills, um, just gave a shout out to Denny Kellington who is the trainer and doctor for the Buffalo Bills, and he is now getting a lot of pub over on Twitter as well. Denny Kellington. All right. Uh, I don't know where to go from here, you know. 877-867-1670. If you want to fire something at us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, a couple of things that I, I did uh, talk about earlier in the day. Obviously, we can pick up where the Packers left off. Uh, Wade Miley signed to a contract and I know Brewers fans and I had tweeted this out somewhat sarcastically, but yay. Happy new year. Wade Miley's coming back for four and a half million bucks. Uh, the Bucks have continued their struggles, uh, as well. And, uh, there was a lot of, uh, angst towards Grayson Allen right now via fans. Uh, just not, not, uh, not happy. And the Bucks have not looked good. They have looked like a team that, you know, I, on one hand, um, I, when I was leaving the, the Mecca last night down in the Deer District, one of the fans that I was talking to said, it looks like they've already think they won something. And uh, you, you're up by 21, and then you just watch it all just fall apart. I agree. You know, so there's plenty of things we can talk about. So I'm going to open, open up the phone lines. Um, going to open up the phone lines. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show to come. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I'll tell you what, I'm listening to this press conference uh, when we break away. Uh, this is fascinating, and this is not something that I, I knew. And I want to give you that information here uh, momentarily. Uh, this portion of the program i got to get to uh, brought to you by our friends at Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. And they have a lot of good stuff going on out there. They have karaoke. They have music coming up. But if you're going to go out and watch the game, 
this weekend. You're looking for a place to go. Pewaukee Lake might be the destination, and that's the Sunset Grill. Different drinks, different specials, good food, whether it's wraps or pizzas, burgers, you name it. They've got it and a nice view looking out over Pewaukee Lake. And eventually that thing's going to really solidly uh, froze, freeze over. And then you're going to be able to check out all the fishermen and the shanties and such uh, that are out there on the lake as well. But uh, Sunset Grill and Pewaukee Lake, and they're, they're just really, really good people. I, uh, I'll i tell you this. I, I'm sitting here listening to this, and um, one of the things that I found fascinating, I never knew this. So um, the doctors at UC Medical Center, for those that are just tuning us in, they are uh, holding a press conference. And it has been nothing but positive uh, in regards to DeMar Hamlet, which is wonderful. Uh, he he asked uh, right away when he woke up who won. He wanted to know who won the game, uh, which is fantastic. They also said that uh, you know when it came to his cognitive neurological ability, uh, they said not only are the lights on, but he's home, which is a very welcoming and warm sign. Uh, as far as his speech and other things, uh, once they remove the ventilation tube and he's breathing on his own, which is still a little ways off. Uh, then they're going to be able to find out more cognitive function and such. But as far as moving his limbs, his feet, his hands, his arms and such, he's good. He's nodding. He's responding. He's understanding everything. He also knows where he was. He knows that he was on the field of play. He knows that he was participating in the game. He didn't realize what had happened to him until they told him. But one of his first questions was, um, you know, he, you know, you won. Or, or he wanted to know who won. But when they got into, there was a question that was posed about what is the protocol, what is it, what is it like at the medical center when, uh, you know, were, was either of the doctors watching the game, you know, which is a, a fair question. It was a big game, Cincinnati, Buffalo, you know. And the doctor then went into this. He said, wait a minute, we have a contract with not only the Cincinnati Bengals, we have a contract with the NFL, as many hospitals do in the area of where the teams play. He said, we had numerous personnel from our department. We have them on the field at every game, neuro neurologically, orthopedically. We had medical staff there that were already making us aware of what was coming in our direction. So we knew how serious this was before. He, we, we already had the ER and such prepared for him by the time he got here. And Speaking of the trauma center. So they said that um, they were working in conjunction with the Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, the trainers, the EMTs, and such. But their medical staff, they already have doctors on the sideline for both visiting and home neurological uh, discussions when it comes to concussions, and then orthopedists. Uh, they don't have you know surgeons and caretakers to this level on the sidelines, but they said they knew. They were well aware uh, as they sat there and kind of watched with the rest of the world what was going on on the field, uh, they knew the minute that ambulance left, they knew what was coming. They were prepared. They were ready. They had everything taken into, into consideration. They said that not only did the doctors on the field do a great job, but the EMTs bringing him to the hospital did. And then when he walked in, when they, I shouldn't say walk, when they rolled him in that door, they were ready. And they knew exactly what it is they had. It, it's real. It, some things you take for granted, you know, like, ah, there's a doctor on the sideline. But they, they knew. They were ready medically uh, with radios and such and phones and texts and such. He said, we knew exactly what was, what was coming through the door. So when DeMar Hamlin came through the door as they were ready to unload, he said, as you could hear the siren, you knew, what, you knew he was coming. And you knew what we were going, we knew what we were going to do. 
So that's that's an amazing assessment inside of what the NFL, the teams, what they do with the medical personnel on the sideline. Because we all see it. I mean, if you you know, I don't know if you've ever had a chance to maybe hold the flag or get you know down on the field. But inside that tunnel where the Packers come out, there's an ambulance sitting, standing by. It, you know, there's always medical personnel standing by, and it's right outside of those those doors. And it's uh, it's an amazing thing that they take that amount of, and they have to obviously, but they have that amount of you know personnel ready to go should something like this catastrophically hit, uh, and they need it. The one thing the doctor did say when they asked, you know, have you ever seen anything like this before? He said, unfortunately, yeah, we see it every day. He said, we see people take trauma to the chest that can stop the heart and put you into cardiac, cardiac arrest. Nothing this fast, though. But he, he says, unfortunately, we see this every day. So amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Uh, it is just such an incredibly compelling Compelling thing to listen to, you know, but such good news uh, saying that the Bills staff basically saved his life to Mars communicating with writing and asking who won the game. The best possible outcome for tomorrow is the return to who he was even before the game. And they said, quote, the lights are on and he's home. End quote. Great stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. Uh, this one's from Dave. Dave says, uh, great job on updating us all. We're all sitting here just wondering what's going on with this young man. And you've articulated it perfectly. Uh, how do you then go out and play a game after this? I tell you what, if I'm the Bills, I'm running through the wall now with joy, knowing my comrade, my comrade in arms is now doing okay. This has to be uplifting news for the Buffalo Bills. That's that's a great point. I mean, I, I again, I, I'm... Uh, I, I'm I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you know, not only is it good news, but if I'm inside that Buffalo Bills locker room, then what? You know, uh, then what? I, I I hear he's he's doing great. His father has spoken to us. The doctors have said no. You know, lights are on and he's home. He asked who won. His mind's on football, you know, on, on his dream, on what he wanted. He wanted that team to win. That's where his first, that's his first question. It's not like, where am I? What happened? Whatever. It's who won? Did we win? Yeah, you know, yeah. If <laughs> if I'm sitting there, if I'm the Buffalo Bills and I'm watching that press conference, man, I'm I'm strapping it on and I'm running through a wall. I'm ready to go. That is unbelievably good news. You bet. Uh, this is from uh, Annie. Says uh, she was watching it on the NFL Network. Um, who's this from? This is from Tyler. Tyler says uh, it's the power of prayer. Uh, I hate to get back after to, to football after that, uh, but what happens if the Green Bay Packers go to San Francisco? We we talked about that a little bit earlier. The the look. I I have more fear of San Francisco than I do of Minnesota, and I said this. Uh, going back to the week leading up to the Minnesota game last week, uh, wouldn't it be, because I, I said, look, Vikings fans don't want any part of this. Inside, they can be as cocky as they want to be, but inside they're nervous. And people said, oh, you're an idiot, and I had Vikings fans come, to, come at me like crazy. And then you saw what happened. You got your ass whipped. That was a beatdown. 
you lost in every fit. You even played well blocking the punt. And you got not only did Justin Jefferson, and, and think of this now, not only did Ju- Justin Jefferson basically get shut down, and he got shut down for numerous reasons. One, you know, we can talk about proper cleats and all that kind of stuff, but he got he got shut down because they concentrated on him. They swung coverage over the top. They made sure he was not going to be the guy to beat him, right? But think about this. Dalvin Cook, nine carries, 27 yards. Madison, eight carries, 38 yards. The biggest runs came from Kirk Cousins on scrambles. Right? That was 65 total yards rushing. The Packers not only beat you in the passing game defensively, but they beat you in the run game. They beat you in the run game. Put pressure on Kirk Cousins and and got him to throw some picks, and they beat you in the run game. Because the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Jones alone, had 111 yards. A.J. Dillon had 41. Patrick Taylor had 10. Do the math. That's 162 yards rushing. So I, when I said that Vikings fans fear the Packers, if you, if you let them win and suddenly you find yourself having to face this team coming into U.S. Bank Stadium, <laughs> I, I keep going back to when the Bears lost to the Packers at Lambeau Field and sitting there talking to Brian Erlocker, and he looked at me and said, I think we just let the Giant wake up. When everybody else was saying, no, no big deal, we didn't play hard. We didn't do this. Shut up. Yes, you did. And and Urlacher was the only one with the stones to say it. And I, I would say over in that Minnesota locker room, if uh, they get a win this weekend and they're looking and suddenly the Green Bay Packers are the team that's coming in their direction, they're not going to fear them, but that's in the back of their head. We just took an ant. They're going to say revenge. We want to get them. Bring them in. We can't wait. Our fans, yada, yada, yada. But the first sign of adversity, suddenly it's palm to forehead like, holy crap, what do we do? We couldn't put them away at Lambeau Field. We couldn't knock them out of the postseason. Yeah, I fear San Francisco more. But I, I would say if the Packers get Minnesota on the road at U.S. Bank Stadium, Packers win. And that place, you know, if you're Vikings fans, you better be selling your tickets to other Vikings fans because Packers fans are going to make the make the pilgrimage. They're heading over. You're going to hear Go Pack Go chanted loudly through that place. Oh, yeah, you better believe it. You better believe it. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, do it. Um, so one of the other things uh, that we really didn't mention, and I, I wanted to, we wanted to today, and we got a little bit derailed, uh, Wisconsin football. Uh, the defensive coordinator, Mike Tressel, um, talking. And this is not lip service, people. Just an FYI. This is not lip service. Things have changed. The winds of change have blown in to Madison, Wisconsin. They have. Just from people that I've talked to, uh, one of the guys that still remains in Cincinnati, I had a chance. He's a Facebook friend of mine, and him and I were chatting, and he said he he said to me, "There, there is no just getting to a Big Ten championship with with Luke Fickle." It's champ. It's it's cha- he said it's not the Big Ten championship. It's championship is what he wrote to me, and I know him from years ago. You know, working in the high schools, uh, you know, realm. But he said it's championship, and I I firmly believe the winds of change have started to blow through Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, the Wisconsin defensive coordinator Mike Tressel 
Um, here's what he's talking about when, he talk, when you talk about winning championships. National championship. That's the ceiling. This program can do it. We're going to get it done. Going to do it. Going to get it done. That's it. That's it. I, I, it's not talking about winning a Big Ten. It's not talking about Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State or, you know, bringing Paul Bunyan's axe back. Whatever. Okay, that's fine. Those are steps along the way, but it's championship. I think that's the reason Luke Fickle took this job is because he believes not only with the power of the Big Ten, but he believes that, uh, you know, knowing this upper Midwest, knowing the hotbed that is Ohio and Pennsylvania and northern Kentucky, Illinois, Indiana, knowing that area now, and not far, not far, parents are within driving distance of seeing their, their kids playing at Camp Randall's, not far. So I, I, I really believe that they, they feel that they're going to be on the upswing. I really do. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, Jason says, hey, Bill, how many times over the past four days have you heard people talk about uh, publicly asking for prayers? Now that tomorrow has turned the corner, I hear credit being given to doctors and trainers, but they are silent about God who they were appealing to. Well, the doctors weren't. They just said, you know, thanks for the prayers. This is not a God issue. You know, it is, but it isn't. I I mean, if you want to be religious, uh, just put it this way. And I said this uh, when I made the posts. You know, if you want to get into the religious side of things, now I I do believe I'm Catholic, and I've never hid that from anybody. Uh, You believe what you want, but I'll say this. Uh, if you do believe that there is a God, if you do believe that there's a power, if you do believe in the power of good and the power of people and the power of happy, then you also believe in the power of the mind and the abilities, the gifts that were given to these two doctors, what they've done to achieve their status, what they've done to achieve achieve the level of care that they can now provide. You just look at the doctors and say, thank God that these two guys are on the face of the earth. They were at the right place at the right time to be the caregivers for this young man and to be able to assist the other caregivers that first met him on the field to pull through. Now, he's not out of the woods yet, but I'm, you know, I I don't know what you want me to say. I know it's cliche to say thoughts and prayers. I've said that before. I think uh, at times it's almost used as a a punchline. But I, I know I, for one, sat on the couch that night, closed my eyes and said, man, just let this guy be okay. Just let this guy pull through. Just let whoever is working on him do the right thing at the right time in the right moment at the right second to be able to provide him his life back. That's it. Whether it's one prayer or a million, I don't know. I I couldn't tell you, but I'm not going to get into the whole is there or isn't there God or why are they not being, why is God not being thanked? I don't know. That's That's not for me to say. But I sit there and watch, I sit there and watch two guys that have unbelievable skill and unbelievable talent sitting at the UC Medical Center right now talking about a man whose life, who was dead on the field. He was dead. And now he's wanting to know about his team. Did they win? And the quote is, the lights are on and he's home. That's all we need to know. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hit it, bang it, rock it, put it in the pocket. 
Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. Good to have you. Hey, if you're looking to get a new home coming up in 2023, get fast pre-approval and uh, make the process awesome for my buddy Scott Ellis at Homeside Financial, man. Give him a call. 414-791-7771. 414-791-7771. We all know that Christmas time, New Year, all that kind of stuff, you start to go, ah, maybe I could use a little more cash. Well, if you got a house, you got some equity, you're good to go. Just check it out. You don't have, it doesn't cost you anything. Just check it out. See what kind of uh, equity you have. Get uh, cash to pay off the debt. Put it all back together. Put your life back on track financially. Good to go. Again, call my buddy Scott, Scott Ellis, 414-791-7771. He's the one that worked with me. Not only did he get me uh, the refi on my house, but then I did another refi on my house and got an even lower rate, lower payment. Oh, yeah. And uh, just in a, a matter of uh, about six months, saved me over 1000 bucks a month. Oh, that's cash right there in your pocket. 414-791-7771. Good stuff from our buddy Scott Ellis. Um, what else do we have here for you? We've got all kinds of stuff. First of all, uh, word is that the Bengals Buffalo, uh, Buffalo Bills game will not be replayed. Sources uh, saying that uh, it's unlikely that uh, Buffalo and Cincinnati will be played. So that game looks to be scratched at this point, just an FYI. So that's coming out. Um, also, um, well, let me let me say this. Uh, yeah, that uh, the Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals most likely will not be resumed. Uh, Rob Matty, by the way, who uh, is um, an NFL writer, AP works with the AP and the lead NFL writer. Um, he is saying that sources are saying, telling him that uh, this is not going to be not going to be played. So that's coming up. Uh, in addition, by the way, I want to go back to this real quick. Hey Ben, I want to ask you. So Trestle said, "Look, it's it's about championships. It's not about you know, it's about national titles." And you said you you couldn't believe he he said that. I I said the exact opposite. I'm like, yes, yes. I have been saying for years, and I know it's an acceptance, and I understand it because there has not been a national title in the Badgers' background sitting in their hip pocket. You know, you don't have that sitting there. But this this program is not a second-rate program. Just because Ohio State gets the five stars, just because Michigan is Michigan, they had to start somewhere, too, at some point. Because for a while, you had Ohio State, they went down a little bit. Then Jim Trestle brought them back. Then obviously things changed, and Luke Fickle had it for a short period of time, and then uh, in comes Urban Meyer, and you know. But it's, you, you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta, you know, walk before you run. And they got up and started walking. Barry Alvarez put them on the path to walking and walking correctly. And then everybody got just enthralled with New Year's Day warm climate bowl games. And then there was a couple of dalliances with, hey, well, this team could possibly be vying for a championship. And then something happened, and no, they're not, okay. And they're not beating Ohio State, okay, they're not beating Ohio So we're happy with, with bowl games and warm places. My ass. And I am finally, finally glad to listen to coaches that come into Wisconsin. It's not about winning the Big Ten. That's a stepping stone, but it's about national championships. And I go for it. I don't mind you talking like that. You set yourself up for failure eventually, but I don't mind aspiring for the highest of the highs. 
because I think Wisconsin has that capability. It just you haven't had anybody to really flip that damn switch. So hopefully that happens. Now, did you like it? I think I should opt out of this conversation with the uh, so that I don't just alienate all of our fans of the show. Go ahead. I, I thought it was I, I thought it was a really stupid thing to say, honestly. Um, Why? Like, I think part of it is performative. I think part of it is to get the fans excited and tell the fans what you they want to hear, which sure, fine. But then you're setting yourself up as a defensive coordinator. You're setting the coaching staff up. You're setting everybody up for failure. Uh, th- this team has not won the Big Ten West in three years. They have not won the Big Ten in 11 years. And Luke Fickle has been unbelievable since he's gotten to Wisconsin. The staff is great. They've brought in good players. They've brought in good quarterbacks. I'm excited. Like, they are headed in a great direction. But I, there is no benefit of going up and saying that their ceiling is national titles. First of all, because uh, you don't know. Wisconsin's never gotten up there before. I would have loved him to say, we don't know what the ceiling is, but we are going to reach it. Like, that sets up. that I truly believe they'll find whatever ceiling Wisconsin has. I, I just don't think it's smart to say that the ceiling is national titles when you're when the program is where it is right now or or where it's been for the last what 20 years like they've right. never been in the national title they haven't been in the national title picture in 70 years so i don't know why you say no, it no i agree well here's the thing that they've had teams that had they been capable of getting past ohio state ohio state's been the stumbling block and we all know that get into the big 10 championship and and then crap the bet They've played competitively on a couple of occasions against Ohio State and have also been blown out. So that's been the stumbling block. You get past that stumbling block, and then you're talking about legitimacy when it comes to vying for a national title. So I I, I don't have a problem with it because it, it's the first time. It's the first time anybody's had the aspiration and the balls to say, that's our ceiling. That's it, because when you win that, you can't go any higher than winning back-to-backs. But you win a title, that's a ceiling. No problem him saying that. Now, obviously, if he would have backed it up by saying, hey, there's stepping stones. We got to get to where we're good consistently. We got to get to so many wins. We got to win the Big Ten. We got to win the Big Ten title game. All those stepping stones are behind it. But that's a ceiling. That's what you aspire to. And, you know, you don't say it if you're going in and taking over the job at Buffalo. And you don't say it if you're taking the job at Idaho. But you say it if you're taking the job at Wisconsin because – Wisconsin is what, the, the the fourth team in the Big Ten, we'll say? Ohio State, Michigan, maybe Penn State. Yep. And then Wisconsin. Well, USC and UC. Well, USC is joining. So fifth. I, USC, okay. But I still think Wisconsin can compete with USC. And I, I, I think it's not going to take a lot to be right there competing with the likes of Michigan and Ohio State. Now, whether you beat them consistently, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Obviously, they have this uh, enormous amount of depth. But all you got to do is start challenging on a – Clemson had to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, Clemson had to start – and Alabama sucked for years. Go back to the Bear Bryant days, and then when he left, Alabama just kind of toiled away in anonymity for a while. And then all of a sudden, here comes Nick Saban back in, and he brought him back up to prominence. So, you, 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 you know, it just takes the right combination of people, coaches, recruiting to do it, and they're already – a light years of head recruiting wise of where Paul Christ was. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you say so? Not really. Um, they've done great, a great job in the portal. They've brought right. in it, great quarterbacks. Rec- 
But Paul Chris right. did it. Paul Chris brought this school to what seemed to be its recruiting ceiling. He did a great job recruiting. It just yeah, completely but he let fell it go. apart. I know. Right. He let it go. They're light years ahead of where they were last year. But they were a disaster the, the, last year. The value of the recruiting department was not deemed anywhere near as important under Paul Christ, specifically after COVID, as it is now with Luke Fickle, bringing in his own people saying, no, 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 no. We're not doing one dude back there as an answering machine. Hell no. Hell no. We're going to go out and, and we're going to hit the trail. We're going to have people finding people. And we're going to figure out how to do this and, and get it done right. And he had a ton of success at, at Cincinnati. Cincinnati, I played in that stadium. My high school filled that stadium up more so than the Bearcats did years ago. It nippered stadiums, a hunk up. It's not good. And it, he he put him in a final four and was competitive against Alabama. So why would we not think that he could do the same, but with better resources and a better name in a better conference at Wisconsin, that—that's you know, for all the people that are naysayers, it's wow, well, it's Wisconsin. My ass, he did it with Cincinnati. That place sucks in comparison. So I—I I have nothing but optimism for Luke, Luke Fickle and his staff. I just do. So I—I I agree with most of what you just said, but even so, even if that is, I—I I agree, it should be the aspiration. Even if it is the ceiling, I don't see the benefit in saying it. Um, and it kind of brings up a philosophical quite, uh, discussion of if you think making the four, the twelve team playoff, for instance, when it makes when it goes to twelve, if you think making that playoff is competing for, like if he said competing for national titles, sure they can make the playoff if you think that is competing. I I think history has shown that um, not making the playoff does not necessarily mean directly no. competing for national titles. Not to mention, no. I do think would, when it goes to 12, the path is going to get harder because would you not say, only do though, you have to beat the blue blood teams in the semifinals, you're going to have to play more games against teams more talented than you. Would you say, though, that if he would have said the ceiling is a national title at Cincinnati, first of all, you would have thought he was smoking dope, like big, giant, five-mass skull bongs of dope. But would you say that competing in the Final Four and being competitive with Alabama, if he would have said the ceiling is a national title, that you would have thought he was crazy last season? I, I don't think they were competing for a national title. Um, even if they had somehow squeaked out that game, Georgia would have beat him by 40. Uh, like, and, probably and, beat him, yeah. and they won by, I, I mean, they lost by three touchdowns. So but I'll also say... They competed it for too. it, but... Ugh. While he said that to you and I as media members, you know, oh, yeah, the ceiling is, you know, is a championship. Don't you think he's also say, saying that to anybody out there considering Wisconsin and listening? He's not saying, hey, we want to compete. No, 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 no. He's saying championships. That's what our aspirations are here. Come here because that's what we were looking for. If you want to go to Alabama, you want to go to Ohio State and be a face in the crowd, that's fine. But if you want to be here and you want to be competitive and win a championship, we need you. That's also a shout-out to the guys that are out there listening on the recruiting trail. Agree? I think it's more for the fans, frankly. Oh, I believe so. I, I, I think it's performative agree. because the fans it, are so fed it, up with Paul Christ and all of what he did not say that 
I think there's an opportunity to just tell the fans what they want to hear. And listen, again, 100%. I love Mike Tressel. I love Phil Lonko. I love Luke Fickle. They are in a great spot. They're headed in the right direction. I, I just really disagree with him saying this at a press conference. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm opposite. I'm like, go for it. Go for it. We're finally, you're getting somebody that's saying this is where the level, uh, this is what the bar and the expectation should be. It shouldn't be just to win the West. It shouldn't be just to get to a warm weather bowl game anymore. That crap is old. I want to see this team compete with the likes of Ohio State, who we all figure will be competing for a national title. Beat Ohio State. If you beat Ohio State, you're going to go out and you can beat anybody. No doubt. Uh, by the are, way, Texas, uh, go ahead. People are mad in my mentions already. <laughs> are I knew this would happen. Well, that, that's okay. That's Kenny okay. and Heilprin tonight, five to six. Uh, if you want right? to hear what Zach has to say to me, I will go be for live. It. No, I, I understand your trepidation because there's nothing but failure if you don't win a championship that can be associated with that statement. I completely agree with it. But what I'm saying is, is even if, let's just say if the next 10 years it doesn't happen, but they're just battling their ass off for the top spot in the Big Ten, which would then put them in contention for the possibility of getting to the Final 12 and then maybe maybe letting lightning strike and find themselves into a national title. Okay. I, finally, though, I've been here since 1999. Where were you, where were you in 99? I was uh, a couple months old. Okay. There you go. couple months old. Since 99. I've been listening to, yeah, we want to be competitive. Yeah, we want to try. We, we, you know, we want to try to win the Big Ten. My ass. I want to win a championship. I, that's why when Bo took over, Bo wasn't about what Bo wanted to win the Big Ten, sure. But what Bo was like, no, I want to find guys that are gonna that are gonna grow with me, compete with me, work with me. We want to we want to win a championship. And he and he came ah, that close to doing it. I, I'm fired up. Bring it on. I I wish he'd stand on the podium and say, I you know what. Here we go. I'm going to list five teams. Alabama, dead. Ohio State, dead. Michigan, dead. Clemson, dead. USC, dead. Kick ass. That's what I'm looking for. And then let's go out and do it. And if you don't do it, oh, whatever. Whatever. At least you're competitive and you're kicking ass. But I I, I still I, I want the aspiration. I want the bar raised at Wisconsin, and I think that's what they're trying to do. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Good stuff, my buddy uh, Javier. He is out in uh, lacrosse. He said, oh, holy crap, you're fired up. Sitting, uh, listening to the program on the app with his earpiece in right now, Buzzard Billies. Said, holy crap, you're fired up. I'm going to chug a big one for you. There you go. Javier, you the man. <laughs> I love seeing it when I, when I come out that way. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Buzzard Billy's fine place, too, by the way. Good supporter of the program. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. What do we got coming up tomorrow, Ben? We got Mike Clemens in the final hour of the show. Dan Miller. uh, uh, Dan Miller, voice of the Lions. I was just going to say, we got Dan coming. I love Dan. Dan's such a good dude. And maybe... it's about time. I'm going to tell Dan. I'm going to say, look, I, I hope the Packers win. Don't get me wrong. But if the Lions win, man, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Lions fan. I'll go all Lions all the time if the, if the Lions get in and the Packers don't. Maybe uh, Tyler Dunn as well. We'll Tyler see if he Dunn. has a couple minutes. Yes. See if he has some time. He actually um, texted me uh, regarding the whole DeMar Hamlin thing. So, uh, and I, I got back to him. But, but yeah, if, uh, if Tyler can join us, it'd be great. Good perspective there. 
Also, I, th- despite what may be out there in the ether and reported right now, I, I do like the Wisconsin Badgers. There, I, there. Oh, yeah, I know you do. I, I get it. No, you're all in, man. And for people that think he's the get-off-my-lawn guy, no, you're full of crap. He's just very the the let's-be-cautiously-optimistic guy. Yeah, I'm just trying Me, to educate the people. I'm jumping into the effing pool with a snorkel on, goggles on, swim fins, and a Speedo. Check out the check out the banana hammock. I'm all good. Let's bring this. You better hope there's water it. in the pool, Bill. Yeah, damn straight right there. Otherwise, I'm just hitting bottom. And I'm not talking about the bottom of the pool. How are we looking? Uh, where are you at tonight? You back at Monks? Yes, 5 to 6, Sun Prairie. 5 to 6 tonight. Six tonight. Go out and give Ben all kinds of hell. Kenny and Halpern coming up tonight. Time for me to go. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a go. Whoop.